conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Birthday boy. Birthday? Uh, Yeah, it was a birthday. Plus, we got a new intro song and a new intro video. So I think we're we're off to a great start this beautiful Monday morning. Yeah. So happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, 26. Nothing really exciting about that other than one more year closer to 30, I guess. So we're we're creeping on up. Come on, 30 is a new 20. Come on. I think, I think 26 was my best year. Was, right, well, I, don't remember, I don't even remember, so imagine. <laughs> it's so long ago for you, though, Mike. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm the CEO well, yeah. of this one, old one. 
Yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend though. Plus, uh, we can hear Michael uh, Golden a lot better now. We got official microphones. You know, life, life. We're just moving on up. I think that's the new the new thing for uh, Good Morning Hospitality. We're just gonna continue to move up from here. You know, nothing, no nothing better. New mic, the intro. Look at us. Imagine. I know. And well, and a very special uh, congratulations to the other Michael on this call. I wish I had an applause. We have a applause sound. You have one. Like those buttons, like on the yeah, it would be fun. No, yeah, yeah, congratulations. So, so, so what? Tell me. Tell the listeners. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say. So <laughs> tell us. I was gonna ask you to tell us what's the oh, award. Okay. Yeah. No, I won the. Actually, I heard it today. So I won the uh, award for best uh, global uh, travel founder of the world. So actually the user quota was one of the largest conferences in, in Europe. Actually they had a voting and actually I won with 1,754 votes, if I'm correct. Number two had 500 wow. something. So actually there was no competition looks like. So <laughs> that was nice. So I was really super surprised with this award. So it's a personal one. So, uh, no, it was nice, but I think it's all because of our listeners and because of you. And I think uh, that's the reason that uh, I won that one. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're uh, you're on the you're on with the Joe Rogan of hospitality over here, so it's kind of a big deal, you know. Come on, since I joined the podcast last year, I didn't win. Now I just do some po podcasts with you guys, and then I win. So I think there must be some influence there. There's got to be. There's got to be. Must be. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, it's been yeah. We're off to a great start this week. I, I gotta say, I think we're both we're all. All three of us are feeling a little uh, up, and just for the listeners that are watching, boom! Look at that! Look at that! Beautiful! Can't it's believe it. Dutchman around. Yeah. It's just last year, I won an award there as well, but a completely different was a startup award actually, and the, 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 I never won many personal awards. So actually, this was also nice to have a personal award once. Of course, always team effort, but uh, it was nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, congratulations to the big room. Yeah, yeah well, the done, team. Guys. Awesome. Well, uh, I think this is a great segue. Do we want to do the bid eruption report? Or do we want to get what's with the noise? I'm kind of uh, feeling a little spicy. Let's mix it up a little bit. Start off with what's with the noise. Let's do it. Let's sit and All right. Say hi to grandma. All right. Say hi to grandma. Always good to see grandma on a Monday morning. So a trend that, that we identified in December as being a, a potentially large one for 2021 was regulations and Scotland coming in hot early in the year by uh, putting a tight squeeze on short-term rentals nationwide while they're still shut down during a pandemic. Uh, seems like a, a challenging time to move forward with restrictive re regulation, but that didn't stop Scotland. And there's a, a lot of other cities that have some pretty restrictive bills uh, in front of their legislative bodies right now. So if you haven't started engaging in advocacy for your city, for your company, for your homeowners, uh, Certainly look to your local associations, look to rent responsibly and get involved because otherwise, you know, Scotland was pretty organized in, in terms of their short-term rental community. And ultimately uh, it still didn't 
hold back the restrictions that, that came forth. Um, all in all, it's not a ban. They're, they're, they are still capable of renting out. Uh, but from a nation, national level, it's a lot harder to uh, restrict the needs of every local market. So Edinburgh is going to be quite different than a countryside town up in the Highlands. So ultimately, moral of the story is this is the first of many dominoes, I think, to fall this year. But the more active we get as, an, as a community, as an industry, the, the more likely we are to stop outcomes like this one. Yeah, this week I've got an amazing startup, actually. It's founded by, by Martijn Mulder, fellow Dutch guy, who lives for a long time already in, in London. He worked for W as well. And actually, he's a lot of potential actually in the hospitality space to do something actually in return for people who works there. So he founded Tip Hospitality. So have a look at tiphospitality.com. And what they do, they give actually benefits to people who work in hospitality. So if you want to get it, uh, go for a night out, go for a drink, and you work in hospitality, you get extra uh, discount, extra perks if you're going to one of the places which uh, which are on, on the platform. I heard they're growing really quickly. They just launched recently, but uh, there's a lot of potential there. So if you're working in hospitality, want to become a member, I recommend you to sign up. If you have a venue, check them out as well. But uh, I had some chat with, with Martijn. I really like what they're doing. Actually, they are disrupting actually the um, the industry. If you're looking at what you can do, so instead of when a place is empty, when the restaurant is empty during the day or a bar, etc., why not getting people from the industry there, give them some extra perks, or extra discount, and make sure you just generate some extra revenue. They're also going to include much more benefits uh, soon as well uh, in different perks. So uh, again, the start of the week. Congrats to be here. Is a tip hospitality. Check them out and uh, follow them because I get the feeling they're going to become uh, really big. Um, when you're looking at the events or anything else that's coming up, well, I just mentioned already the prize which we won. It was a Crota Award for founders. So, of course, I'm super proud to win this award. Also, thanks to uh, to Adnan. I want to thank him. He's our representative in Turkey. Uh, he has a large network, so I think it brought some votes as well. And there were great people also selected. So, congrats for the other 10 finalists who were there. But... Uh, I won, and that's, and that's the most important. We're also number second of startup. Unfortunately, with only 28 votes difference, we became second. Otherwise, we become first. But uh, again, I'm super proud of what the team achieved. And uh, let's get some more awards uh, coming year. And I think it's good to go uh, back to the uh, other guys. Right on. No, that's great. We've so got good what's with the noise. We got good disruption. And now, I guess, the... The well, real top. Before we move in, I, I like this tip hospitality. It's it's always been when I'm traveling, especially alone into new cities, I love to sit at the bar and get to know the bartender because the bartender knows all of the good stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So pick a, a trendy bar, get to know them, and sometimes cool things happen. Um, last time I was in Amsterdam, I was at a really, really cool cocktail bar got to chat with the, the bartender and, and he's like, yeah, go to this other bar. It's, it's like 10 blocks down the road. He makes a drink, gives it to me to go to give to the bartender at that bar. And apparently the bartenders just will, will 
do that and, and send business to one another and, and makes a fun little game out of it. So, That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing building this community of hospitality people, right? So if you're working in the bar, you want to go somewhere else for a drink. If you're helping each other in this industry, especially when recovery is needed, I think it's it's great. And and if you look also in there, the UX, the way the app is, is working, uh, Martin showed me a preview and how it looks like. It's really super to use. So I think it's a lot of potential. Again, I look, uh, I think people working in hospitality would be great if you can download. Maybe once we get Martin to show, you can tell more about it. But again, mm -hmm. I think it's super cool that they, they are developing something like this, helping the industry. I think also it would be great that everybody who works in hospitality kind of just push and promote the hospitality industry because they all need it. And uh, initiatives like this, I think they're more than welcome. Uh, and again, uh, congrats to be on this on this week. Yeah. And again, if we well, go for business travel again, of course, when we go somewhere, so we'll be using exactly. Use I know they're going to start in London, but imagine I go often for business travel in London. So for sure we use it. But uh, I think we can talk more about business travel then. Well, I was going to say, when you're on a business travel, like if for people like us who are uh, hospitality people that travel for, for business every now and then, we get to just download tip. And whenever city we're, we're in making some deals or negotiations, we get to see the local community and, and help um, in ways that we can in just different ways by just going to like the cool cool attractions that people are in. So I think that's a great, great uh, resource and great startup. And so, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of business travel, um, we're, we're talking about the importance of it. And a, a big theme for the show is that we've been talking about flexibility, how hotels have been going into co-working and all these other things. But does that mean business travel is no longer going to exist? Are people no longer going to do the conventions and the other business trips and uh, you know, maybe go visit some clients or accounts and whatever um, in in whatever cities or countries they're in. So I want your guys' thoughts. So do you think this is, uh, let's start off with that, kind of like that question of, do you think this is something that won't return in the, the sense what we saw in 2019? And then if uh, yes or no, what, what do you think is going to happen with the current travel segment yeah. of business? So I'll, I'll start by telling a story that happened last week. Uh, there's a, a deal I've been working on for, for quite some time. Um, we've verbally been in agreement since probably December or so. But I, and I wanted to go finalize it in person in December. But we had a no company travel for the whole month, January, similar but last week, I finally got out, um, got to see this, this individual in person, had some drinks, had some dinner, and sure enough, the, the next day, the contract is in my inbox. And it's amazing how just a, a simple thing that we used to take for granted, getting out and seeing somebody and taking them to dinner, all of a sudden, just sparks an action, right? And, and mm -hmm. I think if as soon as one company in an industry starts doing it, their competitors are going to have to. And I don't think we're too far off from business travel coming back. Um, now it's going to be up to the individuals and it might favor younger companies that have younger individuals that are more comfortable traveling than you know, the, the larger, older companies. But in the end, I think it's ultimately uh, it's going to come back. And in fact, it might come back even bigger because everyone's going to be living remotely 
and working remotely. And you might have to travel more frequently to, to gather your teams together. Mm -hmm. But no, I think it's a good that people are more flexible with employees and say, okay, first you want them all in the office. Now it doesn't matter, but sometimes you need them in the office. So indeed your own employees, they might not travel for business. And well, it's the same, but like we, we speaking to some partners, maybe I had like calls with them the last half year, maybe 20, 25 video calls. Eventually it would be nice indeed just to meet them in person once, right? To just take mm -hmm. them for dinner or something to discuss it. And that's a difficult in the video calls, of course, when you meet someone in person, it's, it's of course, it's related to the business and everything, but also you can have a personal chat. It's still different when you're speaking on the on behind your screen, right? And mm -hmm. people are getting crazy sometimes behind the screens and, and more and more now. And you can see it even though with my daughter's homeschooling, holiday behind the screen before you could really meet people. And, and now even I just went last, last week back to the office just to see real people. And even though, of course, they're not recommending this, I think we're also tired. So I think... Business travel will come back. I think there will be even like as soon people feel a bit safe, just want to get out. They just want to even maybe actually do the extra in the beginning just to get back what they were missing for, for the last year. Eventually, mm -hmm. if I think the long term, yes, it, of course, it will be less than before. Um, because now when you speak to somebody, just do a video chat. And, and before it was not always, always the case, person must be, must be. So it will be reduced. But I think it will be different what Michael said, different business travel. You will have more people working for you remotely and then you need them in the office. So instead of visiting your, your clients or your, your customers, it's more visiting your colleagues. So this will, be, mm -hmm. this will change a bit. Yeah, the um, whole additional segment that didn't exist, right? Like yeah. gathering the teams together frequently um, because almost every company is going to be remote in some capacity. So you'll have the normal sales, biz dev, account management travel, but now you're going to layer on corporate travel, which I think can, can play to, to both benefits of hotels and short-term rentals, depending on lengths of stay and, and all of that. Um, I stayed in a guild property and it was great. I had the access code or access sent to my phone. I used it on the elevator. I used it to get in my room, no check-in, super seamless. And what was really cool was there were actually keys, like key cards in the room when, when I got there. So I didn't have to use my phone every time. I just needed mm -hmm. to use it to get in. So I hadn't thought about that approach, and, but, but I really do like the, the seamless start to finish, easy access. Yeah, well, I saw well, Accor was promoting a few days ago. I saw some posts of Accor when they're really promoting the 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 room keys on your phone, right? So again, so you see the brands now pushing it more and more and more. Uh, I think it's of course those things helping a bit in recovery or feeling safer, right? So I think they do everything to to make you feel safe. I think flights is still the most difficult part, right? I think I think we all feel okay to go to a hotel should be okay, but still. Flight is for most people still a bit scary, right? So just to be a few hours in a, in, a, in a plane, you don't know who's sitting in front of you and back. It's pretty because it's pretty close, right? The people next to you. So I think that might be still the case. But uh, I think the hotels, I think we all find, and you see in many places hotels are still closed or limited. I think they should be reopened, hopefully, a bit reopened soon. But I think still the flights will be the uh, the impact. I I think personally, I think flights, especially Delta. Shout out Delta. Uh, does a good job of making it feel clean and comfortable and all of that. Like so obviously they're they're still blocking all the middle seats. For me, the the questionable uh, sanitation was in Ubers. Mm -hmm. uh, 
getting, you know, I, I saw someone get out of the Uber I was about to get in and then getting in right behind them, like in an airline, they wipe it down and they fog it out and all of that, but that's not happening in an Uber. So uh, that was, that was more worrying to me than in an airline for some reason. Well, for me, what I'm thinking about is the it kind of goes back to that flexibility trend where people are doing a lot of online meetings right now and remote work, but there's a time for those. Like, you know how those like that joke of this this big call this big company meeting could have just been an email. Well, it's like there's that that thing of like, okay, picking up when is it good to do like a Zoom or when is it good to actually like get everyone in person and start doing that? And it's gonna be finding yeah. that balance. And um something so on clubhouse we've all been kind of talking behind the scenes about uh, this new app and social media platform called clubhouse but we've been in a couple of rooms and uh shout out to chris and kyle um if if they watch this or listen to it later but um they're talking about humanizing hotels and i think um when you come to um the business side of things the business travel and what you were talking about uh michael golden with that that interaction that you had that just took a little bit of in-person to to get that deal signed and going is that th- we're still humans. We're still like in hospitality. We still do require that some of that face-to-face action. And I think that's going to be um, something that we're going to have to like cons- uh, consistently remember because like I said, so often we can just get so caught up in doing a zoom, 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 but sometimes maybe a client or a colleague or whatever needs you said just relax and not have to worry about all the computer. There's so many distractions going behind the scene too. We have WhatsApp yeah. going off. We have, you know, iMessages and emails and all this other stuff that um, I think the in-person stuff is still going to be key. Well, and what takes months on calls and back and forths and, you know, okay, great. I'll get an answer to you by the end of the week. And then there's a negotiation mm-hmm. and then you're looping it back around. All this stuff could have very easily been, Hey, let me spend half a day in your office. Let's go to dinner and we'll hash it all out. Like when you do that, now your deal cycle is, has gone from three or four months down to however long it takes you to get a flight booked and and get out and and have some time together. Like it's, it speeds everything up. And and I don't know about you guys, but like my workload is exponentially higher than it was this time last year. Yeah. But I think a large part of that is because it's taking so long to get everything done because nothing is being done in person and Mm -hmm. having collaboration internally and collaboration with, with partners uh, is way easier, way better in person. And I don't think that can. I think sales and sales are partnerships. It's, it's, I think 90% of the of the deal is related to the people, right? They trust the people. They want to see their face. And still behind the screen, it's it's still different. Even though, of course, there's more person than a phone call, it's still, there's a distance. And I think when you can meet somebody real in the eyes and indeed meet them for dinner and just have a chat also just about the weather or different stuff than just about, do you hear me? Do, no, I don't hear you. Can, can you try it again? This is like how mm-hmm. the calls will start, right? It's just... It's different. And I think we're all missing this really like this people next to you and then sitting on the opposite of the table instead of looking at the screen. So I think also by, by for deals, and I was in the past also in quite a lot of in sales. And of course, and when you're running a company, you have to deal with the investor with everything. So it's also related to sales. 
it's so, so so different when you can look somebody in the eyes and tell them what you think and how they should do it or whatever. And still on the screen, it's always it's different, right? It's, it's and investors invest more, especially in the earlier stage. They met, they invest more in the founders than they do in the only, product. It's yeah. only the, on the founder price, so maybe it helps a bit now with new <laughs> new rounds. But uh, no, but it's true. It's the 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 investing in the people, and that's so important. Yeah. And, and still, do you really trust somebody if you never saw them in real life? Both of you, yeah. we have this. For how long are we doing this podcast? We're we doing it now for uh, a couple, couple months. And yeah, we never met in person. Oh, I've met Mike. Oh, no, I never actually met Michael in person. It still is different, right? And we're all looking forward. Yeah. We just said so many times after the uh, after the recording that it would be great to grab a beer once, whatever, or in here or in there because it will be fun. How tall are you, Michael? How tall? Yeah. 216. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> are you, are you 200? No, I'm 187. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm taller yeah. than you then. Hey, you look like a giant in that in your awards presentation, but I know, I know. Yeah, I got one ninety. Just don't know even I'm talking. But that's like if you read people in person, you can have a normal chat about different stuff. And I have people I work with them for like a year or longer. And it's like I was last week in the office. I saw an employee. He said, "Hi, you're new." So now I'm working here for seven months. So <laughs> I felt really bad actually. Yeah, somebody changed the haircut, but you just don't meet the people anymore. You just don't see them walking around the office, and you just. Some people mm. and whatever in, in in the product team, I don't speak to them every day, right? They just you're just speaking to 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 mid management. You don't speak to everybody. So if you don't see them, you just start, you don't always know who, who they are. So and that that's what I really miss, right? And 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 the same if you can go with, even with colleagues or just meeting one of your partners or just to have a personal chat. And you can see the same with process takes really long now when you're just discussing a partnership, like another one and another call, another call, and it's yeah. all like fake. Okay, next week at 6.30, we're going to do a follow-up. And it's half an hour because there's a different call schedule. You know, if you travel, it's okay. I just block for a few hours. We can go for lunch. It's so different. And and I really, really, this is, I think, the one I, I just miss so badly, right? Just to yeah. even business travel, just to have this personal chat and come home, be back in the fly. Like, wow, that was a great meeting. And now after your call, you're just next. You just go nonstop. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, when 9-11 happened, and, and I was in middle school, and Will, you were probably maybe not even in elementary school. I was in elementary. I remember. <laughs> but everyone you know, was saying business travel has changed forever. And, and it did. It, you know, There's more friction getting into the airport, which is good. It makes everyone feel better, feel safer. Maybe the same happens with this. Now airplanes become like fully sanitized between every turn and filtration systems become better. I hope we don't have to wear masks on every flight. Um, a short flight is fine, but intercontinental or, or overseas is going to be quite challenging. But I don't think business travel has fundamentally changed. I think it's paused. I think it's going to look a little bit differently. But I don't think it's going to be four years before we get back to full-on travel like like we were previously. I, I think we'll be much sooner than that. Well, I think a few episodes ago I mentioned troop travel. I don't know if you remember the guys who just said like, we're yeah. using a lot of algorithms data from our employees where they're living, and the end they recommending the perfect location to meet. So often it's not even the location where most of the employees are located, but they're taking all the information about the the. the 
CO2, about the, the pricing, about everything is okay. Even though your team is in like a different place all over the world, we recommend you to meet all of you in whatever, in, uh, in Ireland together with uh, MicroG. Well, it could be this, like, this makes more convenience looking at the flight information, looking at the convenience, look at the pricing, even though you might have not even have employees there. So you will be also new technologies like well, the guys of Troop Travels, okay, just meeting somewhere else, not even in the headquarters, because you can see many companies, right, especially in tech, they say, okay, we're just hiring now people outside our our, our city or, or our country because it's easy to to work remotely. But at the end, you want to meet them in person. You want to know who's your team. So I think, and that's what we said, you will have different kind of business travel. Um, meetings might be less, but I think visiting your colleagues in different places, this will, I think, could increase. So I think there's the, the challenge or the, 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 the possibility is there. Yeah, I know we just got into 2021, but I'm hoping by 2022, you know, we'll we'll all be uh maybe be able to have that beer in person. And oh, uh, that's happening this fall. <laughs> you think it's happening this fall or not? Uh, later. I'm gonna make it happen this fall. I'm coming <laughs> to out, Michael. Are we gonna use a troop travel to see where we should meet? Maybe not in here, or maybe not in there. We're just meeting up somewhere in Africa. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they but recommend. But sometimes you just, you just want to go somewhere specific. And, and in this case, Krakow sounds quite nice. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess that's it for the episode. The business travel is still important. It's going to come back. And for all our uh, viewers right now, um, yeah, you heard it. So give us your thoughts. We'd love to know uh, your opinion. And we'll see you guys again next week.